Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. So hey guys, so welcome to Crazy Juicy Love. I have a special guest. Her name is Carly Myers. She is the creator of Stress Less Co. She is a stress management mentor. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Carly. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So like, t- like really, really tell me like, what is a stressless uh, management mentor? Like, how do you work? Like, how, like, just tell me about that, even how you even, like, got into being a stress management mentor. Yeah. So, oh, goodness. So what I do is I help folks who are crazy, I know, who are stressed <laughs> out. Um, and I really work with them, uh, folks who are really feel like they've tried everything already, right? So maybe they've tried... Um, religion or maybe they've tried therapy or maybe they've tried meditation or, or those traditional kind of mainstream approaches to stress management and they it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of got into this line of work with the with the headspace and the mindset of like there is no one size fits all when it comes to stress. Right. Um, and I learned that and I'll give give the kind of cliff notes of how I got into this line of work, but I learned that through my own personal experience. Um, going through a childhood trauma, experiencing PTSD, and learning very quickly that, um, one, you can't rely on other people to help you with manage your stress to some extent. And then, two, that mainstream approaches can work for some people, but for other people, maybe they don't work or they need to be paired, right? So there's, there's something alternative um, that works for everyone, right? There's, all, there's some solution for everyone. It may just not be that one answer that you keep hearing. Right. Yeah. And so how did you even come up with the company? Like what, I'm just curious, like what was, I mean, I know you, you were saying you had a, tra- a childhood uh, trauma, but what was the moment for you to say, hey, I, I want to create something for people so that they can manage stress so that they can have the life that they love and be effective um, in their career and their love life, especially because I think you work with entrepreneurs, like how... Why is that important to you and why was it important for you to create this business for yourself? Yeah, so I think that to start with like starting, I think starting a business always starts with ourselves and internally what we want. Mm -hmm. And um, so I ended up going to school. So for my my stress management, I use creativity and art making. I ended up going to school for art and arts administration. And my dream was to work at the Philadelphia Museum of Art biggest museum, art fine art museum in Philadelphia. And I'm, you know, manage the collections and be around art and experience the healing power of art um, every day. Mm-hmm. And I go through school and I'm making art and it's amazing. And I get an internship and then I get a, you know, a job. And I finally, I land, like I'm in my dream institution. I'm at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is phenomenal. I'm like, these are my people. And <laughs> I get through that process. And I realized, like, this is phenomenal, but, 
am I going to do that for the next 40, 50, 60 years and feel fulfilled? And I might have found what works for me, but there was something beyond that. There was something like the work that I was doing at the museum was registrar work behind the scenes. Um, and all that, although that was really great for me, there was like, there was that giving back piece, right? Um, and so I ended up switching jobs. And in that process, I was like, okay, I'm going to build my hustle. I'm going to um, work full time, build my hustle, and do them simultaneously. And in this kind of job switch, I ended up experiencing workplace bullying as well. And so whenever I started getting bullied, I was like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm like, but also, there was also this piece of like, I started doing some research. And when I did some research, I realized how much the world needed to hear this message. Mm-hmm. And that research came back and it was like 70% of people are disengaged or hate their jobs. Um, 80, I think it was 80 something percent of people are affected by stress on a daily basis. That's like, if you look at, if you look at a high rise in a big city, that's the majority of that high rise. That's hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands and even millions of people that are struggling who think maybe they've tried it all and they haven't. And so when I was going through that situation, I had already decided to start my business, but that lit the fire. Mm. I was like this, when I, I was out to lunch with a friend and I looked up at a building and, and we were talking about that that metaphor of like mm-hmm. 80% of these people in these cubicles are struggling. I was like, like, fire lit, let's go. You want to hear this because this is not okay. Not at all. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Like, it's like, you know, when, especially when I, for me, when you work, when I work with entrepreneurs, is hearing the level of stress that people think they're managing and they're just getting through life. And it really, it really, uh, not that it excites me to work with that, but it really make a concern that sometimes a lot of people are in, in denial about how they're getting through stress, how they're even dealing with stress. Most people don't even know how to even manage their stress. They think just like just meditation and meditation doesn't even work for a lot of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, and for me too, like it took me a long time to really allow myself to meditate because I was just like so like this is not working this is not working and to even sit down for five minutes to, in the beginning it was hard you know and but I mean look at I stuck, stuck to it I guess over time I was able to include that in my daily practice but a lot of people the only thing they really know is to like meditate or have practice some kind of mindfulness so like like what other options are there for people to like, especially if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, you know, like what tips, other tips other than like meditating or going out for walks, which is what I do, which is helpful for, for, for me. But most people don't look beyond that in order to relieve themselves of stress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what are, so, so what are some alternatives in, to relieving yourself of stress? Yeah, it's funny. I remember when I first started my business, I was incredibly stressed. I was like, the irony here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I remember I like could not convince myself that meditation was worthy of my time. Right. <laughs> and I just couldn't. But I could convince myself that laying on my couch for starting a timer for one minute and laying on my couch and closing my eyes or staring into space was worth my time. Mm. Don't ask me why, right? So that was like simple, easy. I could get up, walk across the room, lay on the couch and just 
allow myself to like just let the couch soak the stress in um that's an easy like when when we think about alternative ways to to reduce stress i think we sometimes get a little complicated Um, (laughs) right so i think that's simplifying like i know um tony robbins one of his ways to like get in the right headspace and get in the present moment before he speaks which is like i think any speaker still gets a little nervous when they step in he jumps on a trampoline that that's like (laughs) that's like childhood at at its best brought into adulthood like it's that's simple all he has he doesn't have to like you know meditate and then do a mantra and then like burn some stage you know? <laughs> right. he just has to like jump like jump on the trampoline and that's his only focus and um so alternative ways can be like as simple as laying on the couch and staring at the ceiling to ground yourself it can be jumping on a trampoline it can be doodling um during a meeting maybe like doodling during a stress stressful meeting um one of the things that my assistants and i do before every meeting is we set intentions Mm. So that, you know, it sounds simple, but if you set an intention to stay focused, um, you're less likely to get stressed out and less likely to spin your wheels. Right. So, um, you know, and then you can go, you can go to, you know, bigger things like I'm every day, if I'm an entrepreneur and I wake up, um, when I wake up, I'm going to decide what time I'm going to stop working. Right. Because that in and of itself Maybe to increase your stress levels a little bit because you're like, crap, I got to get done by the, you know, by whatever, five o'clock. But you won't be carrying the stress the whole way through the evening. And so there's got to be a boundary there. Yeah. And it's uh, interesting. I was just thinking about that, about boundaries, because we talked about boundaries too before. Well, one, first, I really love that you said intention because intention is something that me as a calling into one coach that we create every day. And so I've been learning to really step into creating intention for today, which really helps you like what you just said, like be focused, you have an agenda and you create these breaks and you set boundaries within those intentions so you can have a healthy well-being. You know, one of the the things I put into place recently um, is like after nine o'clock, like no more emails, no more phone calls, no more this, like really... Lay, lay down and just like do nothing and I and I think as an entrepreneur like I think a lot of entrepreneurs find it hard not to do nothing they just were always on this go 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 mode and but talk to me about like what's the import like importance of setting healthy boundaries is so beneficial for mental and physical health and stability like talk to me about why in boundaries are important yeah so i mean you kind of think about it like my my colleague sue allen clayton she's the founder of serene solopreneur she's phenomenal she talks about um boundaries in terms of like mm-hmm. the comparison to the athletics right like an athlete um and if you don't have boundaries especially as an entrepreneur it's kind of like sprinting and never allowing yourself to stop Mm-hmm. At some point, your body is going to give up on you. And same yeah. thing goes with your mind. So if you don't have boundaries as to like when you stop working, what clients you'll take on. Sometimes they're just nightmare clients. We have to right. also acknowledge that. Um, having boundaries so that you're you're in control of when you stop and not your body, right? Like you're taking care of your body so right. that you're forced to stop at some point. And I think getting sick, becoming irritable, um, getting into this state of lack 
is the worst thing that you can do for your business. And yet we're doing it all the time. I see entrepreneurs doing it all the time because we don't have boundaries. Right. And it's so, I'm so glad, I'm great, great, glad you said, you use the athletic analogy because I just read an article yesterday using that, using the same athletic analogy. And they were saying, basically, when you're an athlete, like, you can't, like, if you're a track runner, you can't run all day. Like, you get up in the morning, you run, you do your routine, you have, you know, um, you eat your eating routine, you may do your practice run again, but within your uh, structure of being an athlete, you have to put in, like, I need rest, I need to get massages, I need to take care of my body, because otherwise, mm-hmm. if you don't do that, the consequences of you you have a breakdown, your muscles start to cramp, you know, you, you can't perform at a high performance. So, like, taking on this idea of being an athlete in your business, like you have to put rest in, you have to put your your body to rest, you have to put something in for your mind, put in creativity. I really love that you use that analogy, um, which is really great for to, to even give or to live by uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, uh, and I was, you know, reading something on your website uh, and your blog about mental Uh-oh. health about mental health awareness. Mental health awareness. I didn't really realize that this was Mental Health Awareness Month, and so. Why is it important for you to like you? Because you talked about it, and I just want to get into it too. Um, but like, why is it? Why is it even important to have a mental health awareness month? Yeah, I mean, I think we're finally coming around um, to starting to pay attention to our mental health and our well-being, and our even our emotional health. Talking about that, um, I think it came out of out of this this idea where the pendulum swung, right? So like we were in hustle, 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 busy as the new status symbol. And I think we're still recovering from that, mm-hmm. um, right? In that mode of work, work, work. And so now we're like, we need to get the pendulum to swing in the other way where we're, where we need, right? We need that reminder so that we can start to take care of ourselves, our body, et cetera. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of people that, you know, I'm hearing across the board, like glamorizing um, entrepreneurship and glamorizing certain lifestyles like travel and, you know, but at the end of the day, like we're missing what's happening behind the scenes. And I think that's why we, we need to, we need to have a month, right? Like entrepreneurs have the highest suicide rate out of any other occupation. Like I any- know, like Kate Spade and um, um, uh, Anthony Bourdain, like perfect example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so like, there's this stuff happening behind the scenes. And, um, I think having this awareness, right? Like having, enabling people who are in the public eye to say, you know, I think even just enabling people to say like, I'm struggling, Yeah. you know, within the, in the world of Instagram, um, and lifestyle photography and, and social media and technology, we're only putting our like best foot forward, but we're not showing the whole picture. Like we're not showing that last week I had a breakdown or, you know, whatever it is like, but being, having this month enables even the people who are, who are idolized and, and celebrated as leaders. They're now able to say, yeah, I have, I have struggles too. Right. And I think feeling seen and heard is one of the most powerful experiences we can have as human beings. Yeah. I mean, I really love that. I, mean, I think there's a lot of fear behind 
revealing that because they would be perceived as weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or not taken seriously. Or not taken seriously. Like he's about to crack and then we sometimes as a society shame them from like, oh, he's not taking a stand. Oh, he's about to crack. Oh, you know, just admitting that you need help or just just need to be heard or even just to get it off your chest is a real weight lifter off. Sometimes you just need to say it out loud that I am dealing with something and that's okay. And I, I need your support behind me. I can't carry the weight of it all. I need your support. I need you to contribute to me as much as I'm contributing to you. Yeah. And I know you're uh, in your, in this blog that you wrote, we were talking, you were talking about like these different steps um, based off, I can't remember the person's name, but like how does working long hours affect our health? Mm. Like how does that, how does that, can you talk a little bit more about that? Like how does long hours really affect our health? Yeah. So I think that that returns back to the aspect the athlete kind of analogy is we start to, when we work long hours and we um, go, 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 not only, first of all, our attention span, I think is um, like maximum of 90 minutes before we need a break (laughs) biologically. And so like thinking about entrepreneurs that are working like 14, 15, 16 hour days, and they're not even allowing themselves to like a break every 90 minutes is just crazy. And then the nine to five world is a whole nother, whole nother thing. But we are literally depleting um we're literally burning so when you think about it like in terms of calories the more the more we're thinking the more calories we're burning and then the lower blood sugar gets and i'm not a scientist here but like the biology just starts (laughs) just wear down Mm -hmm. and when we start to do things like um like I know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that will like if they're working long hours, they'll skip lunch or they'll order in, they'll start eating poorly. Right at the end of the day, they'll scroll through social, um, which will then cut into their because um, they're like, I deserve this. I deserve to be able to go, you know, relax and do this. And then they're cutting into their sleep time, and then that's just <clears throat> excuse me, that's just a vicious cycle of you know, I'm eating poorly because I, I can't stop working because I can't bring in the money or whatever their yeah. lack belief is. And then they get home and they're like, well, I didn't get any time. So they're scrolling and then they lose sleep and then they wake up the next morning with four or five hours of sleep and they do it all over again. And so it's a perpetuating cycle that literally breaks down our body, but also breaks down the way we're able to show up in the world. It breaks down our mm-hmm. ability to think in a place of abundance. Um, it breaks mm-hmm. down our ability to be creative and So if we're working long hours, and by the way, that like most creativity happens when we're not in that work setting. Right. If you're, if you're in like, say you're in a tech field or just entrepreneurship in general, your business relies on your creativity. Yeah. Um, so it, it creates a sense of stagnancy across the board. Wait, but how do you even get to you as a mentor or coach? Like how do you even work with someone or begin to work with someone who? is working those long hours to like break that up in order to support that health. You know, cause I, I get, I've been there, like wake up in the morning, I start doing what I'm doing. And then sometimes it's like two o'clock and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I'm like, oh, and I convinced myself, oh, I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting. And I started to make up all these like things to 
make it okay to, to make it okay right yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so how do you even begin to work with somebody who's working those long hours to like begin to start to break that up how do you disrupt that with a client that's working those kind of hours yeah so one of the books that i recommend to all of my clients especially who are who own their own businesses is to read the one thing by gary keller mm -hmm. um this book really helps you focus in on what's most important to you and just toss the rest or, you know, put it on pause if you're anxious about tossing it. Right. And it helps you get really clear on what your priorities are, what the life that you want to live is like, for instance, you know, for me, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull out my notebook here to look at mine, but like, you know, I spend a lot of my, of my days, hustling on this thing and that thing and this project and it's all going to make my business better right i'm going to make more money or i'm going to do this and when i sat down and i said what is my what is all this for right like what is the end game for me and when i realized that i wasn't just doing this to make money between now and a year from now i'm not just doing it so that you know i can you know pay off debt or like do what you know it's not about that it's for me, my when I said my, I figured out my someday goal was to own a spiritually, and I'm reading it to you, a spiritually and financially successful company that enables me to live completely debt free. That includes owning a house and have time time autonomy. Mm. Then I realized that anything that really overuses and it takes advantage of my time in a non-efficient way is not priority. Me cleaning out my email inbox. <laughs> not a priority, right? I can have someone to help me do that. So when you think about working long hours and what's priority, you know, that when we get that clarity of like, what is the real goal here? Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it may be, a, yes, like mine is a finan financially successful company, debt free, right? All of that. But like, it's not just money. It's right. time autonomy. It's freedom. It's this. Um, and that's one of the main ways I disrupt the cycles because a lot of us are only thinking you know, maximum five years out, but we're not thinking about like, what do I want to have before I die? Mm -hmm. And, and then we break that down even further into like, okay, well, what am I going to do the next five years to get to my someday goal? What do I have to do this year to reach my five-year goal? What do I have to do this month? What do I have to do this week? What do I have to do today to reach this goal? Mm. And it really eliminates the importance of, you know, the, it eliminates everything else that seemed urgent and important before. Right. And it's like really becoming one clear about what you want too. It's going back to the intention that you set and you're so specific and so clear that you give yourself a permission to say no to things that do not align yourself with what you're up to, because that's yeah. the most, that's the one most, bringing back yourself back to one mm -hmm. um, and what's the most important to you and your business and to your health and your life. Yeah. Um, so um, my question to you now is, like, do you have a coach, a mentor that helps you manage <laughs> that? Oh, you? yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. No, I think that if, you know, as a leader, we hold a lot, we hold a lot of weight. Um, and it would be crazy not to have support. And um, so, yes, I, I have a coach and um, I've, I've had many coaches in my life. And um, I think that where I'm at in my life right now is I'm trying to really practice what I preach. 
I, I'm trying to be as stress-free as I can be. I'm trying to take care of my body, take care of uh, my business and my clients. And um, I'm taking a holistic approach. So right now I have, uh, I guess what we would call a life coach, which I always uh, laugh at that terminology. Mm-hmm. But I have that person that supports me, that has my back and, and mentors me through, um, you know, every important decision so that I don't feel alone. Um, and yes, even someone of, you know, from my background, running a business and who's, you know, who's been all over it, I, even I need, like, even Tony Robbins has coaches, right? So there's <laughs> a lot of them, right? So what is one area that you're working on that your coach is helping you with? And like, what was life like before you start working with this coach in this area? And what is life like now? Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but um, Sunday is my the grand opening of my brand new space. For it's a relaxation space, and it's called the stress. Yeah, yeah it's called the stressless space, and um, it's a relaxation space, predominantly for women here in the Philadelphia area. And um, that was something huge that my coach and I worked on. Um, seeing that, um, working with my clients, and and seeing like there was a next step, and also for me, like there's a there's a separation that needed to be happened. What happened to my clients once they graduated? Did, will they have the space? Will they have? Um, X, Y, and Z. And so I worked with my coach on how do I um, reel back my coaching, right? Um, and launch this new thing, which um, is really in alignment with me. Um, and that was so scary. But right now, like one of my true beliefs and um, callings belief really is that we all know what we need to do mm-hmm. deep down what we like, we need to, like you were saying, you go on a walk or you meditate. Um, like we know what we need to do mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves, but I don't believe that we always have the space and the context in which to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was something huge that I worked with my coach on manifesting and creating. And, um, so before I didn't have it and now Sundays are grand opening. Wow. So that's well, so congratulations. Yeah, wow. What, what can you share? Like, what was the fear like if somebody was listening, when somebody listened to this, like, you know, what is the fear? Because the fear is very real, like even for me, like just to, you know, wanting to like creating more clients and wanting to like go through all these events and wanting to have all these conversations with people and to like really like, you know, quit the day job and really <laughs> go for it. Like it's really occurs to people like is this if they're gonna die or something like that it's like very real that fear so yeah. what are all the fears you were dealing with and how did your coach help you maneuver through those fears yeah it's funny and i would say the other person that helped me through this process is my accountant um i like to, <laughs> I, I do i like to say that uh when i visit my accountant i'm like i just had a therapy session with my accountant and people are like what <laughs> um but uh, one of the biggest subconscious beliefs, and I think we all carry around lots of them that either serve us or don't, was that I had to work incredibly hard and put in long hours, sort of full circle here, mm-hmm. put in long hours in order to make real money. And we had to we had to address that belief. So that, that was the fear that if I create a space that doesn't require my presence at every appointment, at every, you know, be there every minute, can this really work? 
can this really happen? And the answer is yes, but the fear was saying, oh my God, no, 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 you can't do it. You have to be there. You have to micromanage. You have to break. Yes. Yeah. And um, so working through this, that subconscious belief of like, which, which came from, of all people, my dad who worked overtime and worked hours after hours. And he had, you know, he had to do that. They had, um, because of like the way my family, the, the struggles my family went through. But um, working through that fear of like, by just first addressing like, is this fear real? Mm. No, it's not. In fact, I would be self-sabotaging the efforts of this space if I was there, because the whole point is for, for women and my clients that use the space to have alone time. And if I'm there, I'm literally sabotaging the, the process and the purpose of the space. So really working through that was huge for me. And so how did you even shift that context that you were living in? And like, like, what is your thought process now? Like, how did you even get to that place? What, what was the aha moment for you that made you take the leap to open this, put the money in, <laughs> to, to, like, you know, to this point of opening this Sunday? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So actually, I think I was like really meditating on it and um, trying to listen to my gut. And my gut was like, you have to do it. You have to. And I was like, oh my God, you know, fighting that. And then I was like, okay, universe, send me a sign. <laughs> like, and so I do an event uh, like a week later um, in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And I mention in passing, like I'm not even for sure opening a space, but I mentioned in passing, I'm like, I'm thinking about opening up a relaxation space for women, an intentional space for them to do that thing, that whatever that thing is to take care of themselves. And, um, I end up on a, a call later on with one of the attendees and we talk about coaching and I'm like, yeah, coaching's not a good fit for you. Like you just need, you just need like X, Y, and Z. And I'm about to hang out with her and she's like, wait, 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 wait. Um, you're opening a space, right? Like, can I give you, like, here's my credit card. Like, can you open it up please? <laughs> like she was like, I want to be your first member. And I was, I was just like, Oh God. Oh God. It's happening. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, that couldn't have been a clearer signal from, from the universe, from God, from spirit, whatever you call it like that. This is where I need to move. And there's absolutely a need for it. And, um, and it just felt like it felt so good to get that signal and to know. And so that's really the point where I was like, Okay, I told her that I would have the space open by March or May. Right. By so, May, yes, like you said, in, like you you had no choice but to create intention, put a date, a month on it, and make it happen. Wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great! Congratulations again. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so it's so surreal. Still, like it's happening. It's happening. I was bagging i have like little swag bags for everyone who comes to the opening and i was bagging up uh, little reese's cups and little chocolates and i was like this is so like listening to kid cuddy i was like this is so surreal <laughs> so surreal what is happening um and like things it's funny when you get into flow and you start focusing in on on the path that you're destined to be on like without much effort at all like things have fallen into place like i we're being featured in the philadelphia inquirer on, like tomorrow so it's like 
when I think this is a lesson for all of us is when we step out of fear and step towards our intentions and what we want, there is like, I know like a lot of entrepreneurs, we feel resistance the whole way through, but when we get in alignment, the resistance starts to fall away and things just yes. start to grow. And it's so interesting you say that because it's like what you said earlier, is this fear even real? And we, it, in our mind, it's real, but it's not really happening in reality. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's and it's definitely to putting yourself out there and in conversation that happened for you mm-hmm. and even breaking that to even opening our mouths to even talk about it is, is huge. It's like, it's just a conversation, you yeah. know, we put so much meaning behind the thing that we want and and then now you did and now it's like it's like unfolding like right now and it's happening <laughs> yes i'll keep you guys up to date on <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah so, so this reminds me this reminds me of us like just talking about fear and is it real about um i was just talking to a client the other day and um their partner has one of their their partner experiences a lot of fear um, in their relationship, and when we don't step out of fear, we can kind of create our worst nightmare. So yes. Just thinking about that because he, I remember, um, she's like, "You're gonna cheat on me!" Like she's always like making those ac- accusations, and he's he told me the other day, he's like, "She has no idea that it's actually." me she's competing with she's not competing with any other woman out there she's competing with my internal voice handling her fears Mm. am i like her fears are so triggering to her they're also triggering me and i don't know if i can manage that and so thinking about like her fears they're not even real like he's not even interested in anyone else but um if she were to realize that it yeah. would change the whole way. And I, I thought you would like this, like to hear that kind of example. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it would change the whole dynamic of their relationship if she were to say, is this fear, fear real? Right. And it's so interesting, too, that you say that because I just had a client this morning was saying she her fear was like a man was not going to be able to take care of her. And she was like, I need to stop saying that because it keeps me not being responsible for my own stuff and my own career. Yep. And... She was like, and I was like, that is, to even hear her say that was huge. Like she said, you know, I from this day forward, I am responsible for my health, my well-being, my career, and the money I make, and not relying on someone else to take care of me because I. She's been in this sort of cycle of he needs to have this kind of money, he needs to have this kind of job, and, and she's in a relationship right now uh, that fulfills on her intention that we created and the fact that he does he's not making this sort of money is stopping her but she said well I said that is letting you off the hook from being responsible for your own career and yeah. she's like yes so she's like today I am not going to use that anymore I'm going to go for my own yeah. and it was just I just we got so emotional on the phone that I just knew how huge for her to even own up to that because I couldn't give it to her. It had to come from her, you know. It's I, I really love that, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, and so, I, um, a question as a person who coaches and mentors, like, how do you manage to 
not manage your friends and people in your life. Because, <laughs> you know, it can be a challenge sometimes. So how do you do that? Yeah. You know what? It's, it's very, it's hard, but it's easy at the same time because I, my, my friends hold so much space for me to be human. Um, and so um, I think they have a unique perspective of like, Carly, I'm not gonna listen to you. What are you just doing last week, you know? Um, and so it's a little easier. But you know, there are times where you're like, goodness gracious, you are shooting yourself in the foot. Oh. <laughs> um, but I think that there's like this intuition that we all had as coaches to know like, is this helpful to share or is it not? Um, am I the person that needs to say this or not? And I find that with my friends and with even with my partner and um, my sister even, like my family, it's um, oftentimes I'm not the, like they're not going to receive the message from me. Right. Like even if like I could, I know we've all had partners, um, like especially romantic partners where we've been like, telling like saying you need to eat healthier you need to do this you need to do that and then all of a sudden someone else in their life says it and they're like i do need to do that right um and so i kind of know intuitively like is this something that they're going to respond well to mm-hmm. um and, and and then it's not from a place of coaching or like um like i'm on my high horse it's a, in a place of like i love you and i see that you're doing this and, and I, I feel like you're going to be receptive to this, so I'm going to share it. Yeah. It is playing a fine line sometimes when you have <laughs> someone. And I, you know, and you're right. Like, that intuition sometimes can really be, like, going off for me like crazy. You want to say the thing that would make a difference. And then sometimes you do, and it's like, well, I didn't ask for coaching. And then, it's, <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm just listening to what you're saying. And just like, I'm just asking you a question, not geared towards coaching, but I'm just like, I'm concerned about you, friend. Um, and it's true. It's just like, you want to make that difference. And sometimes you just have to hold back. And it's true. Like you're, I'm probably not the one, the best one at this moment in time to like say the thing that needs to be said. Um, and you do want to say it and it just, it just, it is what it is sometimes, you know, and you just, just have the whole space for them to just, sometimes just to, for them to get it all out. Um, yeah. They're, they're dealing with, yeah. Yeah. And I think that especially when it comes to, to family and friends, they'll ask, right? Um, yeah. But more, more likely than not, um, <clears throat> it's it's not like it's never going to be like if you're if as a coach we're thinking like they're going to come to us the reality is is that that's unlikely right um because you know at the end of the day we are biased about what's going on in their life we subconsciously may have a side right like we don't want to lose them as a friend so that's a side um and so like i know when my my sister was recently um laid off and you know, for a long time, I helped people find, like, part of this stress management was, like, to help them find work, like, get rid of the job pressure and help them find work that they loved. And um, I knew that if I worked with my sister, that that would be a nightmare. <laughs> you know, dude, it would be a nightmare. And so just, ha- like, having, um, having the ability to say, you know what, I have a colleague 
who I think you should talk to. Yeah. Um, Hello. Um, and just really, really quick shit, but also just struggle and we face for that because they have to learn something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So coming to the end, I'm going to ask a couple questions related to like what I'd ask everybody else. Um, so what does a life of love look like to you? <sighs> a life of love looks like really, truly holding space for myself mm. and, and getting to the point where that space is held so gracefully Mm. Um, and boldly that that love overflows to all of the other people that I interact with on the on the daily yeah well and um, how do you get out of your own way as a coach (laughs) I call my coach (laughs) (laughs) I hear you (laughs) (laughs) um so what does a juicy love life look like to you? Oh, a juicy love life. Um, you know, I think that for me across the board, it comes from this internal self-love. And I think a juicy love life looks like, like feeling so confident in my skin, showing up in any room the way I want to show up, whether it's confident or sexy or bold or quirky or you know whatever it is that I'm feeling like being able to show up that 100% myself and then share that with someone else Mm. yeah wow and what is the secret to coaching that you wish most people knew (sighs) the secret to coaching I think is to never pretend that as a coach, you're perfect. Mm. I think being able to say like, I myself as a stress management coach still get stressed out is real. And I think that realness breeds true connection and trust and it takes the pressure off. I think that's what makes, um, that's what makes a great coach and a great coaching relationship. Mm, I love that. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And um, where can people find you and your new space? Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you guys can find me at stresslessco.com and on social at the stresslessco. Um, and then this new space is right here in Philadelphia at 16th and Walnut in the Medical Arts Building. Um, and we're having that brand new open house grand opening on Sunday from noon to four. We're going to have relaxation activities um, every hour on the hour. We're bringing in relaxation experts and um, authentic relating and all sorts of amazing stuff. Um, So that's happening on the 19th of May. Um, And uh, otherwise, you can find us, find any information about the space at stresslessco.com. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carly. Um, I just want to acknowledge you just for just being who you are and just, you know, especially like uh, stressing, helping people with stress less, like the world needs people like you to help them maneuver through life and being in careers and love life that they love. And you help them, guide them and just create space for them to like keep showing up as their whole Mm -hmm. self. 
Thank you. It's been so that like hits my heart. So <laughs> thank you um, so much for having me. It's been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> hey guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.